good, what's good? I don't even know how I'm going to start this shit off, but episode one of the Humble Loser podcast, this is a very, very special event, man. We're making a toast, man. Water boys, you feel me? <laughs> Lemon water boys, you feel me? No alcohol over here. California is burning up. We're drinking water. We're staying healthy. Um, I want this shit to flow all natural. So I want to get straight into the biggest topic right now. And that is um, the attempted murder of Jacob Blake by uh, police in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. That sounds like a fucked up racist town. Just be, just by listening to it, like black that sounds people, some shit. Black people, get out of these places. Like, yeah, really, really. Like, stop moving to these places and get out of them if you can. I'm just gonna be real. Kenosha, Wisconsin they, sounds wild. They, right, they don't want you there, <laughs> and like you shouldn't have to like uproot yourself into it's. But we're it joking. Sucks. We're joking, black people. But, but but bro, like. I know there's probably a huge black population over there. Right. Hopefully, right. hopefully. But this, but that shit is wild. We should be accepted everywhere. That's but but, yeah. but uh. we just being funny, podcast style. <laughs> <laughs> we just being funny. But man, that shit is crazy. Uh, we 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 heard a, another story of a, a unarmed black man being uh, almost killed in this situation. Thank God that. Uh, Jacob Blake is going to be able to live to tell his tale instead of us having to guess what the fuck went down um, in these situations like we usually do. But it's crazy that these events keep happening over and over and over and over again. And um, it's gotten to the point where I can say that I'm desensitized, bro. Like, I really can say that um, seeing this type of violence has really just numbed me. Um, but something new happened that really, really bothered me and uh, the subsequent events following this, uh, the, the, event, the events that happened after Jacob Blake being shot seven times by Kenosha uh, officers. And that was the Black Lives Matter protests where, uh, I don't know, even know what to call this dude. We, 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 what name were we give him? We're gonna give him just a, uh, uh unknown 17-year-old Caucasian fuckboy decided to um <laughs> decided to attend a Black Lives Matter protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he shot three people and killed two. And um it just it just baffled me. The, what baffled me was not the the uh white terrorism because that shit has happened over and over again. I, let me not say white terrorism. I'm not trying to get the Nick Cannon treatment. But uh, because <laughs> it's you know, just terror, <laughs> American terrorism, American terrorism, American is. terrorism. You feel me? But um, like that's 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 not nothing new. But what really baffled me was the handling of the the perpetrator. You feel me? Or he, lack thereof. The lack of they like he was untouched. No. Like literally, the sequence you see in the video that's circulating around was. Uh, the young man being chased by people because he had just shot somebody and they're trying to detain him and hold him and disarm disarm him so the police can come and arrest him. He then shoots the people that are chasing after him. He gets up, he shoots some more in the air or shoots some more at people. It's very hard to see. And then he proceeds towards the police, towards the police, you feel me? Where I'm thinking, oh man, watching this video, I'm thinking, damn, it's over for this dude, over for Buddy. He's about to get turned to Swiss cheese. 
but to but to my dismay, Buddy walks towards the police, and the police don't even stop him. Yeah, they don't detain him. They don't question him. Uh, question him. They don't disarm him, and that has me shook. And that has me shook because just days prior, there was an unarmed black man shot in this same city by these same police officers, not the same exact police officers, but police officers of that city. And he was shot just being unarmed, yeah. putting his kids in the car and saying, hey, you know what? Y'all ain't got shit on me. I'm going about my day and I'm leaving. Uh, but this Caucasian young man, a young fuck boy who just assaulted three people, killing two, gets to walk off free and untouched. And that is like the biggest fuck you uh, as a black man you can ever get. Yeah, it's, it's as vivid a statement as you could make uh, and pertaining to like how you're viewed in society because as an unarmed black man with your back turned, you're somehow more dangerous than an armed white male that is literally has just used, he's armed with an assault rifle, he just used it and killed two people and wounded one and he's approaching you casually and that's that's somehow less threatening less you know less threatening a situation than a black man turning his back to you like it's it it's there is no bolder statement that could be made in that regard as to where you stand in society and how you're viewed and there's obviously a lack of humanity in the way black men are perceived and this is the biggest this is, it doesn't get more evident than this. Realistically, um, the, the guy who did the shooting, I mean, this was all ironically, it's all connected. The initial, the initial shooting of Jacob Blake, this, this protest was in re response to that shooting. And then this happens and it's like, it's very poetic that that would happen, you know, to kind of just say like, okay, deny it now because Realistically, the the person who shot the the uh, the, protesters. the protesters, he's I believe he's seventeen years 17 old. Seventeen years old, yeah. First and foremost, like these were he should not have. How, why is a seventeen year old even brandishing this weapon? But lo and behold, there's video footage of the police officers meeting up with these you know these people and like giving them tactics about how to assemble and how to deal with protesters and and like they they're endorsing and working with these people a 17 year old it's there's so many whys there's like yeah, why like, why is he even at the protest right. because he's not from kenosha wisconsin he was actually from somewhere in illinois yeah so he drove Anarchist. he drove all the way from illinois to to wisconsin i don't know how fucking far that is so i, I look i barely passed high school so Look, <laughs> yeah, on God. So it's so many whys. And then he pulls up to the march and he's around police officers yeah. and they're like embracing him. Yeah. And he has a loaded firearm. It's like nobody thinks to like, hey, let me check your ID. Yeah. Let me see if you have a gun license. Um, is this is this state even an open carry state? Which I heard was not it wasn't an open carry yeah, state. And he has a assault fucking rifle. Holy like man. Any detective on the force, like, hey, white man, uh, crowded area with a whole bunch of people, 
with a assault rifle, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I would think a crime is about to go yeah. down, player. Re like realistically, yeah. the whole force should be like everyone affiliated with what happened that night should be under investigation because nothing was handled properly, realistically. Okay, and now and, two people are dead. And two people are dead, and, and one person has the trauma of having been shot by an assault rifle unjustly. And regardless, what's funny, here's the ironic part. This is what kills me. The ironic part is that's a 17-year-old kid with this gun. They decided that he was adult enough to brandish a, a lethal weapon in a high-intensity situation. Um... But come the defense time, you know how ironic, we, you, you know, like his child innocence, that's going to be used in his yeah. defense. And mm -hmm. it's like the irony, and that's such a privilege they, because... They're already doing it in the media. They're, they're already. They're telling, he's a vigilante. Yeah. They're you know, they're taking, showing all the little pictures of him with his toy murderous weapon yeah. that he just used to kill two people. Uh, and they're like, oh, he's innocent. No, like, no... Dig up the bullshit like you'll dig up the bullshit on black um, people. And, and that's, a, that's such a privilege that black people are not afforded because we don't get the opportunity to ever become, like, be viewed as anything other than deserving. Like, why? it's it The media's coverage of a black victim in these same scenarios is why was he deserving of losing his life or being shot or being, you know, apprehended this way? Where in this situation, you already know it's just, and it, like you said, it's something that we become numb to because we've seen it. So, it's like, many how times. many times does this country have to tell us that it, it does not fuck with black people? Yeah, you don't matter. Yeah. You're like, the, you're still less than, less than human. You're less than a man because of what you are. And here's the, here's the proof. I, I can end your life justifiably when mine was not in danger at all mm -hmm. receive no kind of no kind of uh punishment for it but you know in this situation you know it's going to be handled differently and this is someone who as an anarchist literally just murdered people unarmed people and wounded another and literally everything looks even predetermined like you said yeah like this is all premeditated you drove across country or state lines with an illegal weapon, like all of this is premeditated, but you see how the media is already padding the blow. Yeah, right? they're already building the defense for him. And you feel me? It's crazy because we live in a society where they're, they're going to build a defense for uh, a guy like this. Just like the, I forgot the dude, the, I'm going to say the other Caucasian fuckboy who raped a young woman at Stanford. And they, they kind of like looked and said, oh, he has a bright future. Blah, oh, blah, that's blah. the swimmer. The, the swimmer guy. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. right? Like, they already built a defense for him. These are human beings. Like, yeah. oh, they have, like, and, but it's like, like, you look at Trayvon Martin and they're like, you know. He smoked like, weed. Yeah, right? Like, he was a child, yeah. an actual child. And it's like, you still were able to spin in the media that he was somehow deserving. Yeah of losing his life like that's it's just it is stressful it's it's stress i i mean it just it's something that, that as black people we we go through all the fucking time 
But I really wanted to talk about like the subsequent, um, like the, uh, the the celebrities and the NBA players that are now uh, kind of forming their own boycott. And um, oh boy, this is gonna get me killed. Like uh, I'm gonna start with by giving roses. I'm giving roses, and then uh, I'm gonna give the, the slander, I guess. <laughs> um, first and foremost, shout out LeBron James and. Uh, the, all the uh, LA Lakers and the LA Clippers who are uh, pushing to cancel the NBA season in light of the events that happened with Jacob Blake and uh, and the the Kenosha Wisconsin Black Lives Matter protest. Shout out y'all for basically saying you know enough is enough. Where we we shouldn't be entertaining you fucking Americans. Why this bullshit is going on? We need to fix it. And this is the main problem that we need to focus on. It. So shout out to y'all for doing that. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Naomi Osaka. Lord, please, please, if you do anything for me, let this be this woman's name. I, 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 I swear to God, we love you, Naomi. If that is your name, we know who you are. We respect your sacrifice. Uh, so please don't kill us if we got your name wrong. Um, yeah, so I've, I've given the roses. Now it's time for the slander. Uh, and I'm going to shoot this one to you after I give my take. So, um, I respect what um, the NBA, it's not the NBA, the NBA players, because let's be clear, the NBA wants to get their money by any means. No that's, stuff, man. that's exactly why they built that ugly ass bubble and all that other shit going no on stuff, up there. Man. But that's another conversation. But I respect them for saying enough is enough and and, and deciding to boycott and not uh, play in these playoff games which I feel would be a big look if everything was open. Yeah. But since everything is not open, there's no fans in the stands, um, of course, some money is going to be lost, I guess, ad money from it being shown on television or whatever. But let's be clear, the bubble was not working. It was weak as fuck to me, in my opinion. And it doesn't matter that it was the playoffs because usually the playoffs are, it, are the most watched thing on television whenever they come out. It's a huge, big thing, especially being from the Bay Area whenever the Warriors had their run and the playoffs were out here. We got to see it firsthand, and it was huge. But it's not that now with COVID going on. Yeah. So I feel like not, not, I feel like this that kind of takes away from LeBron and them and the, and the rest of the NBA players boycotting and saying they're not going to play because – it's like they're kind of they're kind of they don't have nothing to lose in my opinion. I, I want to know how you feel about it. That's my take. I feel like they, they don't really have anything to lose, but I don't know. Maybe you feel differently. I personally, I think that I like you said. I like the statement would have been bigger had it been made prior to all this uh, during the George Floyd, um, the all those protests had these these same actions been taken you know then before the nba was in a you know quarantine bubble um and subsequently has way less viewers it would have been a, a bigger impact but but i do think that in protest sometimes yeah there is there is like oh this would have been a, a greater opportunity but there is also a difference between you know making a lower impact statement or waiting to the the ship completely sails like and i i don't think 
I think that way worse could have been done. Like, yes, it could have been an earlier protest, you know, for, I'm gonna be real, there's always a reason to protest for like civil rights and Black Lives Matter. There's, mm -hmm. there's an example of it in the media every day where we're being told otherwise. So there's always a, but um, I, I hate to say the you know the better late than never kind of because they, these these guys as as much of a lower impact as the the NBA is having right now um, these guys are still under contract this is still their livelihood this is there there is something to be said about what they're doing especially yeah. with a LeBron James who is the biggest player in the game. In right the now. game, he's the face of the league. For him to be making that statement, that's like, that's the equivalent of Tom Brady making the statement in the NFL. Which oh boy, we're waiting on Tom. Happen. We're waiting on Tom. Come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, like that's that's heavy. So uh, I do want to I do want to credit them for you know making that making that statement and. Some are just doing it for one game, but then there are talks of uh, sitting out for the remainder of the of the season, and I think that that's a big deal. Like regardless of where it goes from here, to, for this to even be a conversation piece, it's it's different than it was some time ago. You know, so so this is why I'm, I'm sprinkling my little salt on it. You feel me? Um, I'm sprinkling my salt on it because. We can argue that the NBA has became way more conducive towards social justice issues. Like they're letting them wear the jersey with the shit on the back. They're, they they letting them talk freely in these press press conferences, you know. And I feel like, well, if you've got a socially justice conducive environment, you're gonna talk more freely. You're going to feel like you can you like it's like your boss is like saying, oh, you know. We're kind of okay in it, you know. Yeah, like how do you yeah. actually feel? Because beforehand, we can notice that some of these people weren't speaking up. There were some people like LeBron. We're gonna give him his roses before the bubble went down, before yeah. COVID went down. Yeah. LeBron had some shit to say. He was he was there with with Trayvon Martin's parents, and he was speaking on shit. So LeBron has always been a social justice warrior. So we're gonna give LeBron his respect. Yes. But he. But the rest of these people were quiet as a church house mouse, like my grandma likes to say. You feel me? They were not speaking up like that. And now, since the environment is conducive to it, I feel like, okay, now they're speaking up. So I have to bring up Kaepernick because Kaepernick was behind enemy lines. You yeah. feel me? He was like, you know what? Fuck this. This is not right. I don't know what triggered Kaepernick. Maybe Kaepernick just woke up with some divine intervention and was like, you know what, fuck this. I see this shit going on. It's Let me much. use my platform. It's too much. Let me use my platform. And he, and, he, and he went for it. And he didn't wait for the most opportune time. He was like, now, yeah. now, now is time. I'm not waiting for me to go to my bosses and talk to my bosses and wait for the climate to be cool for me to speak out i'm gonna make the i'm gonna make it uncomfortable and i'm gonna talk about this uncomfortable conversation using my platform and that's why it kind of it kind of this kind of doesn't sit right with me and i have to talk about them kind of exiling their fellow player kyrie irving when kyrie irving talked about hey you know what look uh you know, 
we should cancel the season. Like, we don't need to be focusing on yeah. putting a basketball on the hoop. We need to be focusing on the social justice issues that are at hand. Yeah. It's real crazy. And you have people speaking out. I think it was like Philip Rivers. I don't even know why he would even speak on Kyrie. Uh, I mean, not Philip Rivers. What is his name? The, uh, Doc Rivers' Doc, son. Uh, no, it, wait, it's, it's not Philip Rivers? I don't know. Rivers Jr. We don't know. His ass is like a, a, a C player, you feel me? Like, who cares? But he was like, no, we need our money. You know, like, you've seen people exercise their selfish interests yeah. at this point yeah. instead of thinking of the greater good. Yeah. And that kind of bothers me because I'm like, okay, now you guys want to... And like you said, it's like a better late than never situation, which kind of bothers me. And I want to bring up Naomi Osaka because um, I feel like she's an outlier, you know. And like I said, disclaimer, hopefully we're saying your name right. I'm pretty sure we are. She's like the number one tennis player in the world right now. She's super. She's like getting paid, paid, like getting money, money. And um, as we all know, tennis is a mostly Caucasian sport. Like, that shit is European as fuck. We have just been lucky to have Venus and Serena and Naomi and, uh, sorry, the other baby girl who's beautiful as well, who's a black woman who plays tennis. I forgot her name, but she's fine as hell too. Uh, (laughs) Who plays tennis, who are are in there dominating. And Naomi being the top number one player in in the world, I think at this time, and making money off off of this sport that's ran by white people uh, decides to say, hey, you know what? We have bigger issues than me. Just y'all watching me play tennis. I'm going to take a break and not play in my match. Is a huge, huge statement to me versus a whole bunch of guys in the NBA saying, hey, we're going to sit out a game. Like, I feel like she is putting herself on the line more than these guys. She has way more to lose. And that's how I look at it as how much are you willing – how much are you willing to say when you have everything to lose? Yeah. And that's why I kind of, like I said, I kind of throw salt on it. It's a better late than never. It's a, you know, thanks for the thanks for the effort, guys. And hopefully this inspires something and it gets people talking. But if y'all would have did this whenever, if y'all would have did this game six of the, 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 the Lakers-Warriors, I mean, was it Lakers-Warriors? I mean, a Cleveland Warriors series or some shit like, yeah, if yeah. y'all would have did that shit then, like, think of the conversation that would have been had. Yeah, it would have been like, what the fuck, LeBron? Like, you, really? know, you know how it works. We can't we can't really predict, like, what's going to come of, you know, like, and, like, I'm sure in retrospect, they wish they, a lot of people wish they would have made a bigger statement at that point. But this is all, it's... This is all new territory for us. All everything that's happening, it's all it's all a progression thing. And with any movement, there's always gonna be the people that you know they they tag along just because it's the trending thing to do, or yeah. just because they don't wanna you know be uh, outcasted for for being on the opposing side, or you know, there's a lot of people that are just gonna go along with it even if it's not their strong belief. But uh, I don't. I don't want to get distracted by those people and take away from the people that are, you know, doing, putting their best effort forward, whether it hits or misses, you know, to bring this thing to the forefront of the discussion table. Like this is, and so, yeah, like praise to the, uh, the girl, um, 
Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka for, you know, putting putting her career on hold um, to in order to make this a, a broader discussion piece and not take away the attention with, you know, with sports and, and like pressure her for doing it, pressure everyone who's doing what they can out of a genuine, out of a genuine place. Like, realistically, it's a real, it's a real issue that, and, and people have a platform that they can use to actually like create some change. And, you know, shouts out to the people that are actually, that are actually bold enough to do that and not, not wait until the rest of the world is doing it and then say, hey, yeah, okay, I'm doing it too. But also, not to, not to, you know, talk bad about those people because it, it, things, you know, people have their reasonings and stuff. And yeah. it's a lot of psychology that you're battling. You're in a hostile workplace. You know, I'm pretty sure some people wanted to kneel with Ka Kaepernick, but, you know, they're playing in the most racist league of sports. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I can understand. And that's saying something whenever you have NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR and exists. NFL and I still, NASCAR. I still give it hockey, to the NFL. There's the NHL, NFL, <laughs> right. and freaking NASCAR. And NFL tops all, oh wow. They won't even let you talk about it. You say, once you mention like inequality, they're like, okay, look at his contract and see what we can do about about <laughs> sitting him down or like yeah so I mean it it there's a lot that plays into it and it's not as easy as you know just speaking your mind all the time so I mean whatever helps it's a cum yeah. cumulative thing uh, whatever helps and comes out of genuine care for the the actual movement and the actual cause and uh, it's welcome yeah I'm I mean, I don't want to stay on this for too much longer. I mean, I'm going to give you all y'all roses. Like he said, uh, you know, anything helps, you know, especially at this point in time where uh, you guys are taking the focus off of the distraction, which is basketball and sports and all the other bullshit yeah. and telling America, hey, you guys need to look at this. This is the real fucking problem. Yeah. We're not going to be y'all court gestures and keep y'all entertained and happy while this bullshit is going on. So shout out to LeBron, shout out all the NBA players who did this. Uh, now, to some fuckery, um, the mystery is up. <laughs> Even though there's no, it wasn't, it wasn't a fucking mystery. We all knew who did this shit. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion finally admits ah. Tory Lanez ah. shot her. Dun, 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 we already fucking ah. knew. We knew, we knew it was him. Yeah. Hey, yeah. confirmation. But I don't want to just, I, me, I'm a weird-ass dude, so I want to look broader and wider. Um, first and foremost, Megan Stallion, you'll love. Sorry you had to go through such a traumatizing trauma. experience. Traumatizing experience. Nah. We stand with you. Tory Lanez is the fuckboy, most definitely 100%. Um, but me being the weird-ass person I am, uh, we got to speak about domestic violence. And this thing always comes to, comes to my mind. I always, like I'm saying, I'm an overthinker. I'm a humble fucking loser. Um, Chris Brown. Chris Brown he tweeted out he doesn't want people to compare his situation to this situation. But guess what, Chris Brown? We ain't listening to you. Um, so the question I present to you, my bro, is um, if the world can forgive Chris Brown, can the world forgive Tory Lanez? That's different. 
Right, it, it, how? Like, I want to know how is it different. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, I'm going to let you go in. I'm, th- I'm tossing the rock to you. And, the ISO. And I, <laughs> and this is in no way, you know, condoning what happened in the famous Chris Brown and Rihanna uh, incident. Um, this, And I, I'm a genuine believer that that Chris Brown himself, you know, doesn't condone what he, I'm not like that action was completely wrong. It's completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. The difference is, um, unless you feel that you are like God tier strength level, uh, when you hit somebody, which is not okay, man or woman, just hitting somebody yeah. out of anger, it's not okay. When you hit somebody, you don't assume that you can potentially kill them. When you shoot at somebody in their in their direction, mm-hmm. you are acknowledging that you're like you're acknowledging the risk that a bullet could kill a bullet it kills things depending on where it hits or it could severely injure it could permanently permanently injure you could take away someone's ability to walk you could take away their quality of life mm-hmm. a bullet is a lethal weapon and I don't care if you're aiming low yeah the, it. The amount of damage that you are willing to do to a person is significantly higher than, you know, what you're doing with your hands. And I'm not, again, let it be clear, I am not condoning any level of violence against either gender, whether it come from the woman to the man to the man to the woman, man to man, woman to woman. None of it should exist. But the... That level of uh, aggression to pull a gun on somebody, aim it at them, and shoot what you're saying, what you're agreeing to by your actions, is the implications are far more severe. So you're saying that there's no get back to Tory Lanez. There's so if, no. If Tory Lanez, and let me paint out this picture, if Tory Lanez goes on a uh, a a redemption run. I'm saying a redemption run. If Tory Lanez goes on a redemption run, he comes out and says, "Hey, look, you know what? I was under the influence of drugs. I I I I, I had a little man complex. My ego was inflated because I fully believe that both of these men suffer suffered from toxic masculinity, oh, yeah. inflated ego, oh, and basically was trying to control women. But yeah. basically, we're trying to control their women by using violence." Yeah. Definitely. I know. I know. One story is that Rihanna hit him first, blah blah blah, and another story so, uh, was that Meg Stallion they got into an argument, whatever, blah blah blah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's no. still, yeah, it still resulted in domestic violence, yeah. in my opinion. So yeah. dom- domestic violence is domestic violence, and assault. Well, well, I can't say assault, assault, because one is assault with a deadly weapon, and one is just you know, yeah. assault. You know, one is just assault. But I digress. Big word time. <laughs> So what if this man goes on a redemption tour? He serves his time like Chris Brown, because some people some people even said Chris Brown's sentence was lenient, where he was just cleaning up and he he, he did a, maybe like a year or so. We live in America. They say celebrities it was are they're regarded differently. If he was not a celebrity, his punishment would have been way more severe, guaranteed. Because even Tory Lanez not being in jail. After yeah. this shit happened, it's wild, as, it's wild as fuck as well. Yeah. It's wild yeah. as fuck as well. 
So, but anyways, so what if, so now we're talking about hypothetical. So what if this man goes on a redemption tour and says that, um, he, you know, he did all these wrong things. He, he does the interview with Oprah. He, he gets clean. Cause we already know his little ass is probably under some sort of drugs, probably sniffing the coke, playing with his nose probably. Um, allegedly, cause I don't want you to sue me. Allegedly sniffing the coke and uh, playing with your nose, allegedly. Uh, he goes on a redemption tour, he does his time, gets a record, whatever. Uh, what if he comes out and he's a, apologetic? We still, there's no Tory Lanez get back. Do you believe, believe there's no Tory Lanez get back? I think that you have to look at it in terms of if someone, if someone, you know, attacked you physically and then later in life after either redemption actions came to you and said, you know, like, sincerely apologize and, and knew that they were wrong and like what what capacity could you forgive that person versus someone who tried to kill you yeah. and you have to look at it like he that's attempted murder no one's going like when you shoot a gun at somebody if you're not intending to kill you should have never had a gun in the first place. This caused so much into, you know, a, a gun isn't a play fight thing. Like, boo yeah. <laughs> boo, like, like, no, like, yeah, it's, that's so, wild. So it, this caused so much in the question, um, just culture wise, like of American culture. But that aside, uh, but we all know that guy. We all know that person that's like overly masculine. Like they, 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 they get offended by the smallest thing and they go OD, they go overboard and stuff. Nah, like, gotta, you disrespecting me now, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta shoot up your house, I gotta beat your right. ass. And, and, and like, we gotta stop, the thing is, we gotta stop condoning and like applauding that as some kind of positive trait, like, oh, oh you know, someone, you know, he's crazy, he'll, he'll do whatever, like, yeah. we gotta stop, like, uh, giving that, like, a standing ovation, like it's some kind of positive trait or, or giving, giving excuses for that kind of toxic behavior because boys will be boys and you know like they're they're just prone to anger and explosive you know retaliations like this is these kind of issues they're not the deeper issue is always from you know the upbringing the culture uh surrounded uh surrounding how we raise our our men our boys our women our you know like how it's always a deeper issue. So I, I'm sorry, like a person's, you know, live wire personality and their, you know, their aggressions is never an excuse. It's never okay. And yeah, we do know those people, but as friends and, and associates, affiliates of these people, we have to do our part and yes. not condoning that. Shit. Like I, like with anyone I'm good with, when they show those toxic traits, yeah. I call it out. Like, don't those, accept that. Those, those those dudes that are like, they get curved by a woman and then all of a sudden she's a bitch, she's a hoe. Yeah, like, 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 hey, whoa, whoa, fam. Like, chill yeah, out. Yeah, I'm that friend that they don't want to do yeah. that around because then it's like, oh, well, I'm going to call out what you're doing. Like, like, right. chill. Just because she didn't want you or just because she offended your, your little ego. Like, I think, man, I think it, it, this... This this little area kind of exposed 
how weak uh, a lot of men's egos are. Oh, that's fragile. Yeah, he's exposing. I'm saying that. I'm, I'm all for my fellas, but bro, bro, bro after we're staying on Meg too. Uh, I mean, not to overlook her whole situation. You know, there's so many layers to unpack with the Megan Stallion thing. Like even her, you know, kind of keeping quiet and defending her. Like she was, she's to me, Meg the Stallion is the most stand-up woman of the year. I mean, I mean, some people are like, oh, she protected her abuser, which is another thing. But there's so many layers and implications. It, you know, the police were involved, so I'm not gonna say that Meg the Stallion was weak in that moment or nothing like that. I'm saying that she did. What she felt was right with you know keeping quiet about the situation and lying because uh, i believe she was the one that said she had glass in her foot or something trying to protect the people that she was in the car with because there was a gun and let's be clear la black people with guns cops does not mix yeah we've seen that happen yeah. over and over people again lives, yeah. including yeah. the victim yes we've seen that happen over and over again especially in la in la who has it they have historic they got a historic fucking the, record the for the first it, one that comes to memory yes, Rodney is, is Rodney King. Yeah, like, yeah like, exactly. So Meg Stallion, she held it down. You know, we're not. I'm not. There's no shame or shade getting sent her away because I fully understand the situation. Like yeah. I might have did the same fucking thing as yeah. a man. I might have been like, you know what, let's chill as a black person, and we're gonna settle this up a little bit. A little, yeah, because you gotta be strategic because your life is on the line when the police are involved as a black person, whether you're a victim or the offender or whatever, your life is literally on the line and you do have to, you have to be more strategic than, you know, other people are allotted to be like you. Yeah. So I, I don't see where the negativity towards her, you know, comes from. You know, we have, we have fucking like, you know, people, super woke people and pick me ass people that were yeah. like, oh, she was protecting her abuser. And I'm like, okay, we know, like real people know like what the, what the deal is. Right. But I wanted to speak, get back to men's fragile egos because we're staying on Megan Stallion. We're going to add in her homegirl, Cardi B. And they came out with this wondrous song that the world loved called WAP. Yeah. And the thing that bothered me about the drop about WAP, not the song, the so song is perfectly fine to me. Yeah. Who does not like wet ass pussy? I'm sorry. As a straight man, I think even <laughs> gay men will, will say that's amazing to them as well. But shit. But we really, man, this drop and, and niggas, and I say niggas, I hate using the word, but niggas really showed how weak and fragile the egos were because they start instantly getting into their. Oh, this is a horrific. They're 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 um promoting. they're promoting um sex workers. They're promoting Man. uh young girls to sell their bodies. I'm like, bro, mm. when did you have? I'm like, when when where when was that message portrayed in this right. music video or in this song? But anyways, it really showed how weak men's egos were for a simple fact that they got all this backlash whenever we literally have. Hella songs by men that are way terrible than this. Yeah, that promote the same things. Yes. We have songs by male artists that promote a host of negativity from violence, from uh, drug dealing and, and destroying your own communities. And like, we have music that literally promotes all the worst things but this pimping. one is yeah pimping and, and exactly what exactly what you're talking about not talking about uh, 
wet ass pussy yeah. and, and messing with the man or whatever. Like we have songs specifically talking about hey putting a girl on the track and all these other horrific things that actually talk about the, promoting human trafficking and right whatnot. and people get dapped up for that and praised for that, but we know that the issue is the issue is that these are like women are owning their sexuality so now it's no longer your plaything it's no longer something that you control and you dictate the appropriateness of or the you know like as a man you these men they feel they're afraid to lose that power so there it's like all of a sudden it's a negative thing it's perfectly fine when you promote it it's perfectly fine when you control it but when the actual owner of this brand of sexuality actually as the owner of the product of the product <laughs> actually says hey this is what i got i'm utilizing i'm profiting off off of it i'm making this my brand i'm like when they take control and ownership of it and make take you out of the loop you no longer say when it's cut appropriate. out the middle man cut the middle man, man out <laughs> it's not up to you when it's appropriate it's not up to you the level of that i can go with it it's not up to you none of this you can either get with it or you can get lost. Like once, once that happens, then you know the typical misogynistic man is going to feel an assault on his manliness and an assault on his on his control. And this woman is starting to take control of, of her own, you know, everything. And that's just that's scary to a weak-minded man. And that's big facts. And with, that's what we saw, like, when that song dropped throughout my whole social media feed. It was just a bunch of people just, oh, oh, they're like, you know, they're wearing their fancy monocles and they're breaking from the, you know, show. I know. Um, so now shocked. everybody's super, super, uh, super righteous. Yeah, I'm like, oh, right? yeah, you're super righteous. You're just listening to fucking Mozzie. You're super said, righteous. Thank you. You're super righteous. righteous. You were just listening to fucking... Well, everybody's listening to Pimp C. Everybody's listening to Jay Z. Well, thank you. All these people have put out misogynistic lyrics, bro. And it's yeah. like, come on now, shut the fuck up. We'll quote, <laughs> we'll quote the most misogynistic right. shit. And I'm not. And I'm saying, speaking personally, I'm going to be. I will quote the most misogynistic shit. I will quote the most misogynistic right. shit. But the thing, thing that's different about me and the rest of these niggas is that I understand both sides of the spectrum. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to knock them for. Doing something that they feel lip that is liberating. You yeah, feel me? exactly. You feel me? You can't knock. You can't knock whenever you feel me. The plug decides to take you out and say, "Hey, look, I, there's no need for me to have a middleman. Exactly. You don't get to dictate what the fuck I get to do. You don't get. You don't get to put titles on my shit." Exactly. So, fellas, we got to do better. You, the, the the niggas who responded to this shit, you made us look like a bunch of bitch ass niggas, yeah. and I don't mean bitch in the bad way, but you made us look like a bunch of suckers, yeah. for real. And I it, and I was ashamed to be a man for about a week. I was like, please, can we stop talking about I, this? Because oh y'all are every making us look weak as fuck. I'm like, everyone's reactions, every and it's like, uh, it's just. It is. It, it was a very shameful time. It was not big dick energy. Yeah. It, was, it was not. It was not. It made us look. There was literally making us look weak as fuck. Like, bro, All stop. Right. I was like, just stop. Just shut up. You know, keep it to yourself. You just make yourself look like a second. Yeah. Right. So, with the release of the WAP video, uh, subsequent other videos dropped of uh, 
of unnamed artists giving their remixes. Oh, oh. my lord. And uh, they shall remain anonymous. Uh, <laughs> but it brought up a topic to me, which was talent versus sex appeal and attention versus admiration. So I'm going to get into what I mean by that. Okay. Sex appeal is a beautiful thing. I'm, you'll never hear me complain about it. Never. Never hear me complain about it. Uh, should I like whenever you're half naked dancing in your videos? WAP was on repeat for me. You know, that doesn't bother me as, as well. I didn't, get, I didn't see a video. Uh, yeah. I saw I saw the one scene with Kylie. Oh, yeah. Oh, over and over and over. And everybody over. killed Kylie for yeah. it. I'm going to say this. Why didn't as she belong black, there? Why, I think she belongs as, there. Yeah. I didn't see nothing wrong yeah, with that. Well. Why? I see nothing wrong with it as well. She was perfectly placed and fine. Um, and uh, just gonna let the shit ring until it ring out. We don't, we don't care. We're, we're potting right now. Fuck your phone call. I don't know who that is. If that's my mom, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Say, say sorry now. Sorry, mom. But um, yeah. I don't understand why people didn't like Kylie there. Maybe because she's Caucasian. and But she's a... In all intents and purposes, Kylie is a boss chick. She's yeah. a boss chick who's owned her shit. She's got her own money. And no matter that has the privilege of so, uh, yeah. But that is nothing she about did. that. She did it, and this video was celebrating boss ass women Man. owning their own shit. That's just all it comes down to. So yes, Kylie belongs in the video. Man, like, Sorry, not? black women, I'm going to get you on this one. Man, like, Kylie we, belongs we in the video. Just she aim and hate at somebody. Like, yeah. let her be in the video. She, she represents looked, what the video was about. Yeah, she looked good. She looked thank, good. She thank looked, you. Like that's the only good. piece of the video I saw, and I didn't see anything. And for the people that say that, oh, she was talentless. Check this out. The video was about sex appeal, which gets to my point about talent versus sex appeal. The video was about sex appeal, and they made a moment of it, which got y'all talking about, yep. which got your attention, yep. and that's all she needed to do. That's she just needed to pull up in the video, look sexy, walk for about 30 seconds slowly, yeah. and open up a goddamn door, and y'all ran her stock up. Yep. Y'all ran her stock up. But I wanted to talk about talent versus sex appeal. Like I said, uh, there were subsequent other... Uh, uh, WAP or uh, uh, all uh, I don't, I'm, I'm fucking this up. Of uh, 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 WAP remixes that were dropped by yeah. by artists, and yeah. I wanted to talk about talent it. versus yeah, talent versus sex appeal, and uh, and attention versus admiration. So, like I said, you'll never hear me complain, complain about sex appeal. That's always going to get a like. That's always going to garner my attention. But it is not gonna garner my admiration. Yeah. Sorry, I'm keeping it 100. This no. goes for this goes for men and women. I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. Okay, Mega Stallion and Cardi B, they both proven that they've had talent. You know, you can take away Cardi B and say, oh, she doesn't write her lyrics. That doesn't matter. She can perform. She's done things to garner your attention. She's she's done it in a way where she can perform somebody else's lyrics to a high standard where yeah. she's 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 earned her spot. She's yeah. talented. Yeah. She's performed over and over again. Everyone can't do yeah, this. yeah, exactly. Everyone cannot, even if they don't write their music. You some people can't perform other people exactly. writing their shit. I've seen it. As a rapper, both of us have seen it. We've written for some people and you'd be like, damn, they can't even, you know, do the yeah. simplest ooh-wah ooh-wah. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, Cardi B is talented. Meg Stallion. Talent, talented, yeah, yeah, talented. Yeah, yeah. I've seen her tiny desk. 
she can rap, she she does her thing. So they're not in the whole talent versus sex appeal. What what I mean by talent versus sex appeal is that it has to be kind of a balance in that. You got to give us some talent, and you got to give us some sex appeal. When you give us too much of both, some of the times, it it kind of we kind of lose. Well, no, you can give us a lot of talent, and we'll we'll. We'll kind of stick with you, like damn, you know they're super talented. Yeah. They'll have they'll have our admiration for being yeah. super talented. Sex appeal, you're gonna get our attention, just like the WAP video got our attention with all the sex appeal. Yeah. Yes, overdose of sex appeal. Go ahead. So now the thing I want to speak about is we now have up and coming artists who will try to get our attention more than they'll try to get our admiration. Yep. They'll try to. OD on the sex appeal and the sex appeal may not be their lane. I'm not saying that they're not sexy, but I'm saying that, and this is and this, I'm going to say this ladies, this is not just for y'all when I say sex appeal because men do this as well. They just do it differently. Yeah. They do stuff to get attention yeah. and get people to appeal to people. Yeah. And what I mean by that women might try to appeal to people by being half naked or naked or doing Certain sexual shit. Men will try to get our attention by flexing. We'll see them put up the money phone. We'll see them with all the chains. We'll see them with no. the newest cars. And no. then we'll we'll see them in the video. And then they'll start rapping. And we're like, damn, where was the talent? Where's yeah. the fucking talent? Yeah. They're, they're trash, you know? Yeah. And that's where I, my argument starts about attention versus admiration. Yes, there's some people that will have our attention. That will get our attention in in um, in music, and they'll have a moment because they can get our, they can appeal for just a little bit. Yeah. But now they're now put in a position where they always have to appeal. They always have to try to get attention. Mm -hmm. They always have to do something crazy. They always mm -hmm. have to find the next gimmick because they're not letting their talent speak. Yeah, your talent becomes the back the it's in the, the background. Back it's the back seat to your ability to be a trending topic like, when it really should be the other way around yeah. it really should be your talent is in the front seat and that sex appeal is in the back no. you feel me like the perfect example i like is scissor yeah scissor beautiful 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 yay lady but she can sing her ass off yeah she gives us sex appeal sometimes she posts sexy pictures We're like oh damn sister you know thanks for that bikini pic we, we loved it yeah. but she also has a nice body of work and she's talented she performs i've been to live shows with scissors she yeah. performs her ass off she dances and that's what a lot of people need to start giving they need to start giving the talent like make make the talent make your talent and your like make that the basis of of your brand Otherwise, everything is temporary because whatever you can do, just that just contributes to the you know trending topic culture. It's all temporary. These things are you know we've seen a million of these artists that are that are a huge deal for you know a matter like a series of months even, and then like a year or two down the line, they're not they're just unheard of. You don't even hear about them anymore. Um, and that's because what they had, it didn't. It wasn't a solid foundation. No. People get tired of. That's all you bring to the table. Like, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm just attacking the ladies because this is not 
just for the ladies. It's for the men I too. See it, I'm to be honest. I see it's it the, the men. male artists more. Yep, right, they're the po they're posturing. Big word time. Posturing. Uh, uh, Look that up. They're posturing. So whenever we see the niggas in the videos with the chains on and they got the guns out and all that oh, stuff, man. that's the same shit as a chick posing naked. They're yeah. trying to appeal. They're trying to appeal oh, to us. Poor videographer. Poor video. Yeah, the, the, the videographer is probably the most dangerous job in the world. <laughs> it's low loading key, guns. Just low key, right low key, the videographer <laughs> is probably the most dangerous job. Yeah, in reach the world. out to your local videographer yeah. and just tell him thank you and for see the how they're doing. And yeah, see a check on them. He can donate a bulletproof vest. Right. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that some of those guns are probably loaded. I'm pretty sure. But we see that all the time and we're like, okay, all that stuff is cool. Yeah. If it's if it's mixed in with the talent. You yeah. know, it's mixed yeah. in with the talent. I don't want to take away from the, the dudes who do that shit because shit, probably y'all can probably beat my ass. <laughs> but still, but still, but still, the talent has to be mixed in, and that's yeah. all it comes that all it comes down yeah. to it. I want to Get, get that out the way. A good, I think a good, I mean, not to just drag on on this subject. I'm a huge J. Cole fan. I think, like, like I like his approach of just kind of being, like, counterculture and not really feeding into that and letting the talent be the, you know, the, the platform, the basis of his, of his career. But then you look at, like, an artist like Mozzie, I think that sometimes people see Mozzie and they, they only look at, you know, that the kind of the gang culture that he promotes and all mm -hmm. that stuff, but you're not paying attention to the, this dude is actually talented. Like, yeah. listen, he could really rap. He's got a really unique sound. He's a dope mm -hmm. artist. That other stuff, it even if he's in the backseat, if he was rapping about a whole different topic, a whole different, if he was a different, you know, approach, like if he was a conscious, his style of rap, his style, his bars, his his charisma, his it would still carry through well. He would say, because it's his talent is the basis of his success, not the other stuff. Those are accessories that are disposable. Like, yeah, and that's all it really has to be. That's all it really has to be, though. That uh, that adds to the allure of him. Yeah. Like, and, and we can argue that he has pockets of being conscious, though. Yeah, no, and that's, pockets, a, that's another he has thing. Pockets is not all game. It's game. not all game. Exactly, it's not all game. Dude, game all the a, time. Yeah. He's got depth as an artist, but people don't see that they only yeah. they only like acknowledge that piece of the culture, and then when they try to emulate them, that's all that they can take from it. It's like, but there's it's a deeper. There's a deeper story to this guy's success yeah. than that. So. But this this kind of goes now, I'm bringing it back to the conversation we had earlier about um, people finding themselves during COVID. Yeah. And I think a lot of artists, like you said earlier when we were having this conversation, where a lot of artists, they decided to pump the brakes or either fall off completely or they either found themselves. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect time for people to find themselves. It's, it's the perfect time for artists to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks, what, what works, oh, yeah, what shit. doesn't work, and really find themselves and really find the talent. Because like you said, you made a good point. You said that the playing field is now equal. Mm -hmm. Stars, the top tier stars are now doing the same shit that you're doing. Mm -hmm. They're now posting their phone up in the living room mm -hmm. and recording themselves 
rapping 16 bars. Yeah. Or you feel me? They're they're doing low budget music videos, yeah. except for Drake, because ain't nobody can do. Uh, Man, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. That was his the fucking nightmare. Videos Nike make you question the quality of your life. Yeah, it's that was just, a, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> nobody can be on level. Nobody can be on level. But the Jeez. rest of them are doing the same shit that you're doing. They're now having to be more creative. Yeah. And that's now this is your time to be original and creative. Yeah. And because like you said, it's these it is an equal plan. These guys aren't going and selling out stadiums while you're, you know, you're trying to do your indie thing and get people's attention for a a you know, club performance or something like. It is literally an equal playing field where you can put out the same amount of exposure. Yeah, they might have more followers or, or you know, a, a bigger, that's always going to be the case until you change it. But regardless, like this is the time where you can actually grow your following, get people's attention. They're actually listening now like this. They're not drowned out with all the billion, you know, mainstream artists like being bolstered in their faces non-stop well you, this is literally it's a clear a clear slate where you can show who you are explain why your brand is something that someone would have interest in you can create a connection with the audience this is the time to do that yeah so because i'm we about to wrap i'm putting a pin in it wrapping this thing up um once again, I want to toast episode one. Episode one, man. Toast to many more. And uh, I just want to say, uh, I, didn't, I, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, whenever I'm talking about this shit, uh, about talent versus sex appeal, because I feel like everybody has their niche. If you're being called to be an artist, you have your niche. Yeah. Uh, you just need to find it. You need to find it. Uh, originality. Yeah. You feel me? Don't look to the next person to try to copy, copy or duplicate their success. Um, I'm speaking from experience as an artist. I've tried to do the same shit, and COVID has been a real eye opener to let people know, like, hey, you know what? Fuck the radio. You know, even though you should have been saying fuck the radio. Yeah, should have been. But but you know, find your own avenues. Find your own way to. You know, now is the time to be your most authentic self. And I say this with love to all the artists that I know personally uh, and the ones that I don't know, you know, be our most authentic self.